Listening to Dying Scene Radio. Greetings, comrades. Welcome to episode 15 of Dying Scene Radio. I'm Anarcho Punk. With me, as always, is my home skillet, Mr. Bobby Burns. Say hi to the nice listeners, Bob. How's it going, everybody? Through our combined might, we're bringing you all of the noteworthy scene news from the last couple of weeks that you were probably too lazy to read. And we're going to be playing some fantastic music from some emerging artists that you were probably too lazy to discover. Uh, Much like our intro song for this episode. How'd that one sit with you, Bob? That was a ripper. I loved that song. It reminded me of like uh, the Blood Brothers a little bit. I don't know if you ever listened to them or not. I have heard of them. Yes, I think I've heard a few songs. All yeah. right, yeah. Um, Good reminiscence yeah. of uh, old Blood Brothers. So I was very happy about that. The uh, song was Moshed Potato, and that was brought to you by the Muslims from Durham, North Carolina. They're in the uh, great North State. Uh, That's from the album Mayo Supreme. Uh, And that's, I think the whole album is streaming over on Dying Scene. Either way, I saw uh, one of the tracks. Oh, it uh, came out. And that's how I found them. Yeah. It is out. So definitely head over to uh, Dying Scene and check that out, and then go pick up the album because the rest of the album is just as good as the opening track here. Uh, Bob, did you listen to any of the other tracks? On the uh, album, I did not. Yeah. But Uh, on the episode, I did. (laughs) You did. You did a very good job. Um, No, but the the Muslims are a pretty cool uh, group. Uh, Their little thing on Bandcamp said uh, that they are a black, brown, queer punk band. So I always like supporting uh, as many... Uh, flavors of people as possible <laughs> and you get you get three right here black brown and queer <laughs> nice um, <laughs> all in one sitting i did add it uh, to my to listen to albums of the year because it's a 2019 album and i loved that song that i heard uh, that you picked for our first song right off the bat so i'm pretty sure i'm gonna enjoy the rest of the album if it's just as good that was the first song off of the album right uh, I believe it was, yeah. yeah. So uh, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. I loved the sound of yeah. it already. Definitely check it out. Um, there are some songs that it could possibly offend you if you're a white male, if you're a, 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 <laughs> All right, a snowflake, never, never mind. as they say. 
Never mind. <laughs> yeah, you seem easily offended by. Uh, no, one of the comments also because I was checking them out on uh, Bandcamp. I like to see some of the the user reviews on there, and one of them said, "As a as a cisgendered white male, I was both equally offended and it, it, elated with the songs." So, uh, yeah, of course you got to be able to take some take some heat right every once we've, in a uh, while you got to take we've that earned heat. it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have done nothing gender <laughs> white man <laughs> um so what have you been up to bob i know you've been really really busy haven't you really really busy uh yeah sarah and i are in the midst of uh buying a home out here in lovely gardena california uh so that is a big Big step. We were talking about moving out your way or to Salt Lake City, and all of a sudden, boom, staying in Los Angeles, maybe. Gardena popped up, huh? Yeah, so... uh, That's close enough. Gardena, Torrance Border, um, home to one of my favorite bands, Joyce Manor. Uh, And so, yeah, we'll we'll see if it all goes through, but we've been in the midst of that and getting home inspections and shit like that, and then... uh, I've just been looking for shows to go to. I went to an awesome uh, 90s cover band last week at the Standing Room uh, on Friday. Standing Room is the uh, little restaurant owned or invested by uh, uh, Fletcher from Pennywise. Yeah. Um, and right, so we right saw. Right there in Hermosa. Yeah, we saw an awesome 90s cover band and they played a lot of grunge and uh, a few like pop punk uh, hits from Green Day and Blink 182 and, and stuff like that. And so it was a last i got hammered and hung over the next day for my home (laughs) inspection that was not awesome my parents my parents came down to assist and i feel like they were very disappointed in my life decisions and my irresponsibility well Um, but rightly so yeah whatever (laughs) uh and then uh on top of that that's about it i've been looking for new shows to go to and i just discovered probably what everybody knows uh song kick have you used this or no uh no i have not i I, i've heard the website name before. fucking stupid. I don't know why I haven't been using this forever. Um, I just connected it to my Spotify and boom, all of a sudden, all these bands that I listen to pop up having shows in Los Angeles soon. And so like on my radar now, I've got uh, Wednesday, May 8th, Hot Mulligan down uh, in Uh, Los Angeles. Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution um, with Streetlight Manifesto, which... Isn't that the same thing? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, in Hollywood at the Dolby Theater on Saturday, May 18th. Mm, Fucking, I ain't going to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not, but I am. Crime uh, and Stereo at the Roxy. Uh, Refused is playing in Pomona. Um, I'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. Knuckle Puck is Cities Burn. Gnarly Town is uh, a fest with Rancid. Pennywise off. Um, and you're San going Pedro. to all of these, right? I don't know, dude. Uh, <laughs> the the Gnarly Town one looks dope. It's just like 10 miles from my house, maybe. So I feel like I have to go to that one. That's Rancid Pennywise yeah. off. Uh, let's see. Heart Attack Man, Pup. Uh, Heart Attack Man is pretty dope. Their new album is good. Yeah. Did you check out Pup's new album? Yeah. Dude, yeah, I, I liked that too. a lot. That was really, really good. Um, basement built to spill and and that's it but man this goes into november and i'm like fuck i just <laughs> i've got a ton of shows now i should have been yeah. using this for years so if you are not on song kick we're not sponsored by them i wish we were uh give me some of that cash or <laughs> discounted that money <laughs> <laughs> yeah discounted <laughs> tickets anything i don't fucking care uh but <laughs> if you're not using it use it this uh, episode it. of dying scene per radio bomb. was brought to you by song kick radio <laughs> Don't do that. I'm just kidding. What if they hate us? I now don't. they're going to be like, they're going to sue us for all zero dollars that we make. <laughs> yeah. Can they do that? 
for claiming sure. false sponsorship. I don't. Maybe they Probably. can. I don't know. Sorry. Whoops. Take it back. Probably. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I have. I haven't been to as many shows. I, I too have been purchasing property. Uh, we're a little bit ahead of you in the process, so we're are. just now getting settled in. We are uh, right in the heart of downtown Denver. Yeah. Um. But so I haven't been going to as many shows, but I did uh, pop into a few. I went to see um, uh, Masked Intruder. I've been so sad and lonely ever since you went away. You were my one and only. Masked Intruder and the Interrupters. Uh, Rat Boy opened up for them. Rat Boy's uh, kind of like a, a, a project, a little pet project of. Um, uh, Tim Armstrong. Uh, he's a yeah. It's UK just the hip hop artist from mixes rap yeah, or hip hop right? and punk. Yeah, really good. Um, I went into it not knowing too much, um, other than that it's like hip hop and punk. So didn't know what to expect, but I, I left uh, left liking it. I've thrown some of the songs on some of my playlists. Wait, ever, so it was Masked then, so. Intruder and who else? Rap Boy. And, and it was Rat Boy opening Masked Intruder uh, there in the middle, and then the Interrupters were closing oh, nice. things out. That sounds like a great show. Yeah, that was the one that I wasn't sure I was going to get into. And Mrs. Anarcho-Punk, she had told me months before, this is the only show I want to go to. Make sure we get tickets to this. And I didn't buy tickets. And then it sold out. So I had to last-minute scramble. <laughs> Thank you, Epitaph, for getting me in. You guys really pulled through and uh, saved my marriage. So thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, but it was a really good show, of course, as always. There's pictures up on DyingScene.com uh, or uh, the Instagram Dying Scene. Um, and on my personal anarchopunk.la page. So go check those out. Did we uh, uh, did we not play Masked Intruder on like a last episode or two ago? Uh, no, they're we a little didn't? too well known for us to include on the playlist. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know. I just, because I've had one of their songs stuck in my head for like a week now. Um, yeah. It was yeah. the one I think that was the single off of their last album, Three. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're so much fun live. If you haven't ever seen them live, you really got to get out and see them. It's a, it's a whole production. It's lots of fun. They always, uh, they're really interactive with the crowd. So uh, get there early and get up front and enjoy Masked Intruders. Of course, the Interrupters are always a good time. So yeah. Um, so that was a pretty good show. Uh, where was that one? I think that was at the Gothic uh, Theater here. So really cool venue. Uh, and then just this past weekend, Sabroso Fest rolled through town. That's right. Uh, so, of course, I went there. Uh, the Dendrites, local ska band, one of those really clean, technically tight ska bands. Uh, the opened Dendrites. Up, so that was great. Ooh, nice. I like the name. Yeah. Uh, what's the reference? I mean, I, a dendrite is um, it's part of a neuron, uh, and it is the receiving end of the neuron, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well. That's like you. you. You're the receiver in your relationship, right? Uh, huh, huh, huh. No, I'm thinking like, you know, <laughs> the dendrites, the receive neurotransmitters and make a, make a, neuro, a neuron fire, uh, you know, all the shit in your brain. So I'm like, hey, the dendrites in draining endorphins could have played a show together. That would have been fucking sick. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. And nobody would have realized it. Like, they, nobody would have put that connection together. It would have been a really the deep The psych level. majors would have. Yeah. Any of the, <laughs> someone in that band's a psych major. Uh, so let's see. Who else played? The, uh, the Dendrites opened. Um, uh, d- the, the, the Dwarves played. Okay. They're always fun. Yeah. For being older guys, they still uh, they can still thrash. Yeah. Um, the most recent iteration of Black Flag. 
Okay. Um, it was good. They played some some good classic songs. Got Is the crowd that pretty pumped? Would it, would it be worth going to see them because they're playing right by my house at uh, St. Rock here soon? Yeah, yeah. Go see them. I mean, what's it? What's the ticket price? Like twenty 10, bucks. Ten bucks, I think. Yeah. Maybe even better. Yeah. yeah, for ten bucks, go see the this iteration of Black Flag. Okay. Um, the Vandals played. Bad Religion played. Uh, Offspring closed things out, but they had a separate photo pass. Uh, that I wasn't cool enough to get, so I didn't get to shoot the offspring. Well, we all knew you wouldn't get that one. <clears throat> well, if it's based on coolness, of course not. Uh, <laughs> and then one of my all-time favorite bands, Strung Out, also played, and we're going to yeah. hear from them a little episode, a little later in the episode because I managed to sit down. <clears throat> what did you guys, think so. of uh, the offspring when you saw them? Uh, you know, I didn't even stick around. Uh, I, I dipped at the end of the Bad Religion set. I hadn't eaten anything. I had three little street tacos all day long, and it Dude, was getting close to 10 o'clock. Here's the secret. When you're backstage interviewing Strung Out, you sneak around to the little food place for a little munchy munchy. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't know. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you fucking idiot. By speaking a high uh, voice. Yeah, so I, sh- I should have done that. I didn't. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty hungry. It was getting late. It was a Sunday night, so I wasn't going to get to shoot them anyway. Uh, but they have a new album coming out this year, so I'm sure they're going to hit the, the tour. So I was just curious because when them. they played uh, Surf City Blitz last year, I was surprised. Like I, I probably mentioned this already. They chose a really great set list. Like they played all yeah. their punk songs, and it, they pretty much fit right in. I'm not like a big Offspring fan, but Smash was a great album, and they played a ton of stuff off of that, and. You know, so uh, I I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the Offspring isn't really my brand of punk, but it is catchy. I, I wanted to shoot them. Uh, I'm, punk bands. I think I've said that before. Two punk bands are like Pokemon to me. I want to shoot <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so I definitely uh, missed the opportunity. Yeah. But, um, like I said, it's. I mean, I, I understand. There's limited pit space down there. They wanted an exclusive set of shots. So. Uh, they'll come back through again, and maybe I'll get my cool points up a little bit, and I can get yeah. their photo pass. They didn't need your crusty ass in the way getting in. Uh, no, in the well, I mean, if I'm honest with you, it wasn't my best shoot anyway, so <laughs> good. it's probably a good call on their part. Lighting or alcohol or what? Um, no, I, I wasn't really getting too tanked. Like I said, it was a Sunday. I had to work the next morning. So Gotcha. Uh, I did have some free beers. I went through the lines. I uh, got some uh, the little free sample beers, just like they did at like, the Punk and Drum Festival. And it's stuff. the best. Yeah. So it was a fun time. Uh, the Mrs. Anarcho Punk went with me, and she sat up on the lawn. Uh, so it was pretty cool. I had to go down to the uh, stage level and shoot, and then after every set, walk back up the hill. <laughs> so I got a workout in. That's when you called uh, me, and you're like, holy fuck, I'm done. I know. <laughs> yeah, I did call you, and I was out of breath. <laughs> that was at the beginning of the day, too. Oh, God, really by the much. end of it. I can only I imagine. <laughs> yeah. So I got to get back uh, get back into shape here. Nice. It's too far gone. Uh, but that's about all I've been up to, uh, trying to hit up some shows. There's a whole bunch of shows coming up on the horizon here. Uh, the most, uh, the one I'm most eagerly anticipating, uh, Direct Hit, is playing towards the end of the month. Awesome. Uh, so I'm actually going to go get tickets from the bar uh, this weekend. Are they going to do anything at Ratio or no? Uh, I don't know if they are or not. I know, um, who was it? Uh, there was somebody that was doing a... For those of An you that don't know, uh, Ratio the Brewery out in Colorado. I think we've talked about it once or twice, but uh, uh, it's a uh, brewery in Denver, Colorado, and it's owned by some old punk rockers, apparently, right? 
Yeah, yeah, and they have um, they put on a lot of. It's not a good venue for like shows, actual shows. So what they do is they'll um, have the artists come in, you know, before the show that night and do an acoustic set, yeah. and you know maybe release like a special beer for that night. Yeah. Um, so Joe, uh, Joey Cape played there not too long ago. Um, Chris Cresswell plays a lot from the Flatliners. He plays there a lot. That's awesome. Um, the guys from Red City Radio usually play I there. I saw before uh, when Zach, Zach Quinn from Pears did something called the Band-Aid Brigade from there. And I, I don't know if they actually played like a live performance or just rehearsed somewhere there, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I text you. I'm like, dude, Zach Quinn's in Colorado. Go fucking stalk him. <laughs> Find him. Yeah. Find him. Uh, I didn't, though. I think I was right in the middle. Of him, so <laughs> I bet he appreciates that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stalking him. I saw you were in my neck of the woods. <laughs> you Wanted show up with your mask hi. on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Zach. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, well, I think we've bullshitted enough. We absolutely have. You want to listen to the, some music? Let's listen to uh, some some music. All right. I'd say we start off with Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode, as we always do. What say you, Bobby? Let's do it. All right. This is The Resistors with Call It A Fest. Play that shit, Bob. Last night was decent. Think I had a fucking ball. I guess I got drunk. Don't remember it at all. Talk some shit to a couple gay film cops. May have pissed you off. That's the way it That was four-piece resistors with Call It A Fest. That was uh, Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode. Yes. Uh, and that is from the 2018 LP, Rational Policy for the 19th Century. Good pick, Boss Man. 
That one had some pretty fucking awesome guitars in it. One day we should get Boss Man on here. Eh. Let's, eh, in, let's interview like Boss your, Man. It's I'm like never... having your dad at the party. This thing. <laughs> 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 fucking Dave. <laughs> fucking Dave. Um, yeah, no, every once in a while he'll just pop in, send his little contribution in, and dip right out. That's the way to do it. <laughs> he doesn't want anything to do with this. That's how I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, speaking of Dave, he's uh, down in South Africa. So is our next band, Monday Morning Justice. This one is Legacy of Shame. Children without stomachs are right Lost 
from the split, the old reach around. That was Monday Morning Justice with Legacy of Shame. Uh, and that's actually on, uh, as I said, a split um, with another South African band called Misled, who have been around for 17 years, and I haven't heard of them. I just so. want to say there's no shame in an old reach around. Uh, no legacy of shame in an old reach around. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool album name. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty amazing. that, that I like to think that I'm semi-in tune with the punk scene, even uh-huh. on a global level. And uh, there's a band that's out, uh, been out for 17 years, and I've never heard of them. So. Uh, but check out that, uh, that whole Split album. Uh, maybe it's a new discovery for you guys, too. Um, but it's actually out on one of my favorite small DIY labels. Uh, we did this records who are actually located there in South Africa. Yeah. Um, but all their music is almost I think it's all free. Um, of That's course, cool. Should contribute. Um, yeah. And if there's like ever download codes or anything you need, you can like write them. They always uh, accommodate. So definitely check out the label. Go give them some uh some clicks and give them some dollars. I looked at them. I think uh, they also have Mudslingers. That's a band I've uh, I've heard of or listened to. Um, I'm not quite sure uh, any of the other bands, but yeah, there was uh, a few names on there that looked familiar. Yeah, yeah, and and I actually learned of them through Monday Morning Justice when I was writing uh, when I was doing a, a regular like original content section for Dying Scene. Yeah. Um, and I, I ended up liking like a lot of their bands and I like kind of what they stand for. You know, even if it's not all the music that I like, uh, they're still giving a platform to bands that yep. might not have one otherwise. And, and in an area that isn't geographically known for pumping out a lot of punk music. Yeah. So uh, good job down there, guys. Uh, really doing fantastic work. And uh, we got our eyes on you. So keep up the great work. And if you live uh, somewhere super remote and you're thinking about starting a record label, go back and listen to right. episode what? 13 of uh, Dying Scene Radio and uh, listen to our interview with Rob from Wiretap Records and uh, you'll get the download on how to start a record label. Why not? Fucking do it. Invest a few thousand dollars, a few thousand dollars, maybe even less. I don't know. Put a record out there. And and interesting you should say that. I actually got an email from a, a band that we featured on that episode, and they were just saying, hey, thanks for featuring us. And by the way, that was an awesome interview. We were trying to look for a label to sign with, and it was kind of educational. So, Hell yeah. Good job, Bob. Thanks, dude. So we're helping, helping the masses. Hey, man, that's, um, that's what I wanted to do. So I'm glad. Like I went into the interview with that. I was super excited yeah. to be able – because, dude, I didn't know what was going on. So that's yeah, cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that somebody it's, else felt, found that useful. That's what I was going to say. Sometimes going into an interview completely ignorant makes really good interviews because you ask good <laughs> questions. Is that an <laughs> insult know? or a compliment? Uh, fuck let's you, call AP. It a compliment. But thank you. <laughs> fuck you, but th- thank you, but fuck you. Uh, I try. I try. And if I'm going to give you a compliment, it's going to have a little bit of uh, some shit yeah, on no, it. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Um, Got to knock you down a few pegs. Uh, let's move on with some music. I've had enough ridiculing, Bob, for now. Uh, let's move on. This next track uh, is from Batshit Crazy. It's spelled a little weird, so if you're trying to look them up, it's got some, uh, like the dollar sign for the, the S and, and whatnot. So it's a little tricky, but you can find them. Batshit Crazy is the band name. The song name is Ellen's Grave. This one's for you, Chuck.
self-titled LP. That was Batshit Crazy with Ellen's Grave. Uh, that one is out via Basement Records, our friends over at Basement Records. Uh, they actually sent that in. So thanks again, Chuck. Uh, I normally don't like the uh, horror punk genre, um, which I guess these guys technically fall into. But Why? Man. They don't really, I don't know. Don't I don't seem know. Too but they, I mean, punk. No, no, they're not. And that's what I'm saying. It's it's kind of weird that they're like in that category, but it's it's not the typical. The they, cover I of the album awesome looked sound. like it could be, I guess. It had like the Dias de Muertes like right. face painting. I think they I think they classify themselves as like horror punk. Yeah, so. they were just punk. Um, they were good. I like the singer. Yeah. For real. The harmonies are really good. Not as really a person, just as a melody or uh, a melody a maker. A melody maker. You don't know. Maybe you do like him as I a person. I don't too. know. That's all I'm saying. It's not that I hate him as a person. I've just never met him as a person. Well, you made it sound like, I mean, you were like, uh, not as a person, though. <laughs> well, I said I like him. I mean, I like his singing. <laughs> Settle down, Bob. Why are you talking shit about people? Sorry. You don't even know the man. <laughs> Sorry, Ellen. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Oh, you really ruined that one. Always. Let's keep... Let's keep things moving before you ruin it more. Uh, next up, let's play a little bit of pop punk. Well, we haven't really had a lot of pop punk this episode so far. Let's mix some in. Uh, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Unturned with Headbrush.
Minneapolis, Minnesota. The song was Head Rush. That was from Unturned. A little bit of pop punk there to mix things up. Pop punk gets so much heat. I like to represent. Uh, That was good pop punk. Like, oh yeah, I of mean, course. I'm not gonna play shit. Come on, man. Well, I mean, there is lots of good pop punk. Don't get me wrong. Um, what mm-hmm. I'm saying is like, the while the songs were poppy, like I don't know. I feel like his lyrics were at least his vocal melodies were pretty aggressive. Uh, maybe his vocal yeah. qualities. I don't know. It, it, it was poppy, but not like you know, pop. Right. <laughs> not like pop. Um, so they've got a video out for that, a pretty cool video. They, um, there's a scene in it where they're filming it in a, a, a phone booth. And I was just wondering where the fuck they found a phone booth to shoot a video Weird. in. Weird. Uh, but the guys are uh, uh, signed to No Sleep Records, so keep an eye out. Uh, always interesting uh, things coming out of No Sleep. Okay. I love that. That's another smaller label that I love. Uh, but they sent that one in to us, so thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, I love it. People are starting to people are starting to do our work for us and send us the music. <laughs> Not just Spike anymore. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's good for a little chunk of music. Uh, you want to look into some news, Bob? Let's do it. Do, do the news. Chicago's Don't Panic Records and Distro has announced uh, a new compilation called We Don't Work May 1st, which is today. The day, that, well, of course, not the day that you're hearing this, the day we're recording it. Yes. So technically, Bob and I are working on May 1st. This uh, is true. Bummer. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, May Day, traditionally May 1st, uh, is a day for uh, to celebrate kind of like labor unions. Thanks a lot, Dave. Uh, in addition to Labor Day. Um, so the compilation is to benefit uh, the Greater Chicago IWW. Uh, so definitely uh, check that one out. There's a collection of music uh, featuring 25 bands, each contributing one track. Um, and, of course, the proceeds uh, uh, that you choose to give for the compilation goes towards the international workers of the world uh the chicago chapter uh because don't panic records is based out of chicago so um what do you think about compilations it seems like there's a lot of comps out and with for uh like non non-profit causes and things like that i'm cool with it's that, been man. a lot lately hasn't it? uh i grew up on comps so i miss them uh i don't really get them anymore because i mean i don't buy albums anymore but uh man they were fucking the uh the mediums that introduced me to music in my youth so there's a soft spot in my heart for compilations but i just i give give me a compilation on a cd even still and i'll listen to it yeah all right well bob's bob's endorsing uh, compilations of any kind so uh, definitely head over to dyingscene.com we've got a couple of the uh, tracks streaming of course by the time this airs the whole album will be out but still give us clicks right you know I think what people should do I think what record labels should do is turn their compilations into like a Spotify playlist or an Apple playlist I don't know if they do that maybe they do do that they probably do well put that link on your fucking Instagram or webpage or Bandcamp or something and then I can click it and fucking follow it and I'd, I mean I'd be down for that like I don't know yeah that'd be great <laughs> yeah 
We'll have to check and see. If there is one, maybe I'll try and link it to uh, our little notes here that we include with the podcast. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We will. Um, Okay, let's keep with the Don't Panic theme. The last story was about Don't Panic Records. The next story is about the song, Don't Panic, uh, Make War. Breaking all the rules to see you disappear. Make War just premiered a video for that track uh, with uh, New Noise Magazine. Of course, we've got the link over at DyingScene.com. The track itself tackles anxiety attacks and mental health issues, and it's taken from Make War's uh, 2016 LP, Developing a Theory of Integrity. Uh, So the video is pretty cool. Go check it out. It's pretty cinematic. I think they have a friend that's a cinematographer that kind of helped them with the uh, video. So it's it's a a high-quality music video. Um, Definitely. Definitely check that out. It's my favorite song off of the album, and it's a great video. Um, I listen to that song all the time. I listen to it today. I listen to it uh, probably once a week, maybe. Um, Yeah. The the album's great, and that song is fantastic. And they uh, did it... I guess to like sort of tease a new album they have coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think the timing is um, goes without notice. They are back in the studio, and uh, I believe they said that the album should be out within 2019. Yeah. So that one's already penciled in on my albums of the year because um, Make War is awesome. I've loved them since they were sad in French. Well, How about that? Back yeah, in my day, they were called sad in French. Oh, I, <laughs> Get I, off my lawn. <laughs> I thought you were saying you've loved them since they were people who were sad and people who were French. And now that... uh, no, they are neither. Well, they, they are sometimes a little, mo- sometimes a little mopey, okay. but I think they're, uh, they're from Venezuela. Uh, oh. But their original iteration was called sad in French. Okay. Oh, so yeah, and they were like acoustic or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it was mainly acoustic, yeah. yeah. So um, if you want to hear like different versions of Make War songs, uh, Google Sad in French and you can hear some more uh, acoustic versions, which um, I, I liked a little more, but I also listened to them first and a little bit longer. So. Dude, you are so OG. I'm so OG. My punk uh, points just went through the roof. For went sure. Went through the roof. You got, you got creds unlimited. Uh, but that album is, uh, I'm sure, going to be out on Red Scare uh, with our good friend Toby. Over there. So keep an ear out for that. I'm sure when it comes out, we'll talk about it because I know Bob and I will be geeking out. Um, But yeah, if you uh, want more information, definitely follow their, uh, I think it was their uh, Instagram page or the the Twitter page uh, where they announced that they were working on the LP. And that's uh, up in New Jersey at the Barbershop Studios. So uh, lots of good stuff out there on the interwebs if you look for it. Part of what excites uh, me about them releasing a video for that specifically mm-hmm. is like clearly they like that song enough to do a video yeah. for it three years later. So I'm assuming their new album is a lot more of that sound. Not like their old album wasn't like there was a lot of that shit on there, but I'm like they're gonna, just going to keep with that like pop punk fucking. I don't know. I don't know. It's a great album. It's and and that song's amazing. So I feel like they're going to uh, try and capture a little bit more of that sound. Hopefully. I liked it. I hope so. It was. I think that one was. It was on one. Of, it was on my albums of the year list. Yeah, pretty sure. I think it came in pretty high too. So, uh, pretty stoked. High expectations. Don't let us down, boys. Don't yeah. let us down. Don't. Um, next up, bad cop. Bad cop. I'm done with the things that we say. These microaggressions we let slip away. 
Bad Cop, Bad Cop released a seven inch of their first three songs, or I guess the first three songs they ever recorded. I guess I also released a better a way seven of inch. Um, grow the fuck up, Bob. Uh, California's ba- Bad Cop, Bad Cop have released an exclusive seven inch featuring the first three songs the band ever recorded. Uh, Sweet Brown Water, Yeah, 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 and A Little Wild are the track names. Uh, the energetic songs show how much potential the band had right from the very first time they walked into the recording studio. Very high quality, uh, as opposed to a lot of unearthed releases from bands. Uh, so the three songs are pure punk rock and a perfect way to tide yourself over until a new to us Bad Cop, Bad Cop music comes out, uh, which I'm sure they're working on. Those ladies never uh, sit still too long. No. Busy I, ladies. I, I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine yeah, I think they're in Europe right now. So there's uh, always something on the horizon with them. And I, I haven't heard the, the songs yet. Um, I think they put out like a teaser or something. But um, the 7-inch actually came out uh, on April 26th, so just a few days ago, a few weeks ago by the time you hear this. Uh, so definitely check that out. It's on my radar. It's on my to-do list. It should be on yours, too. Moving on, Social Distortion. Sick boy, in his Social Distortion and Flogging Molly have announced they're going on tour together over the summer. Okay. Bob, I know you're not a big fan of, of Celtic punk, but Flogging Molly's good, right? Yeah, I got some Flogging Molly songs that I can get stuck in my head uh, every once in a while. <laughs> what was it, like Punkorama 4 or 5 had uh, Good Rats? Um, yeah. And I will always remember that song, and I'll sing along with it whenever I hear it. <laughs> And what about Social Distortion? You're a big Mike Ness fan? Well, I think we went through this a few episodes yeah, ago. And, I think uh, we did. I thought I wasn't, but discovered I was. Because <laughs> we started talking about the songwriting, right? Yeah, I'm like, apparently I know a ton of Social Distortion right. songs and like them. So, sure, I, I started out being against them ideologically. So now, but I so now apparently I like when them. somebody says, do you like Social Distortion, you just say yes. Yes, I do. Bullshit. I love them. Okay. Uh, so, Celtic Punks, Vlogging Molly, and Rock and Roll Legends Social Distortion have announced an extensive 32-date tour across America with one date in Canada. Just one, though. That's all you guys deserve. <laughs> oh. Having formed in, hey. in 19... Well, I know. How I, about hey, saying fuck sorry, em. eh? Fuck them. They're Canadian. Well, <laughs> They'll get over think it. of Spike. Think of, well, I don't even think Spike would give a shit about this, but... No, no he'd probably say the same thing. <laughs> um, don't speak for him. Hey, you want to hear a joke about um, a Canadian beer? Let's hear it. Or what do what do having sex in a canoe and American beer have in common? I have no idea. They're both fucking close to water. <laughs> I thought you, you said know, it was I a Canadian was more, joke. Uh, yeah, I guess it was more a joke about American beer, yeah. how shitty American beer is. <laughs> From a Canadian. A Canadian <laughs> told me the joke. We while we do were it Canadian and replace beer. American with Canadian. Okay. Hey, Bob, you want to hear a joke about American beer? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, so, uh, they are heading out. Uh, tons of dates, obviously, with 32 across the United States. So, head over to DyingScene.com for the full list. But there are also going to be um, appearances by The Devil Makes Three and Les Boucherettes. So, uh, depending on where you are, you might be able to see uh, one of those two bands as well. 
Um, but yeah, just looking through here, it looks like uh, there is a date in Denver. It's going to be uh, down uh, downtown at the uh, same venue we went to, Bob. What was that? Uh, Summit? No, this is Mission Mission Ballroom. We went to Summit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea where so we went. We uh, are definitely going to try and get down there to that. I haven't, uh, I've never seen Social Distortion, so obviously I haven't shot them. That's a, that's a big Pokemon to get, right? That is. Got to catch them all. <laughs> Got to catch them all, I believe is the saying. Uh, all right. Uh, how about another new music announcement? Hot Water Music. Hot Water Music has announced a new EP. Surprise, uh, surprise. I didn't I think, think they, they were going to do it. We always have uh, stories of Hot Water Music. It seems like the last couple episodes we didn't, so it's about time they made <laughs> yeah. our news segment again. <laughs> Once a month. Uh, yeah, seems like it. Uh, Punk Behemoth's Hot Water Music have announced the release of their new EP, Shake Up the Sheets. It's supposed to be hitting shelves on May 24th through Epitaph Records, and it's available for pre-order now. Link up at DyingScene.com. Uh, they did put out the first track uh, for a little teaser, so uh, we're also streaming that. The track name is Rebellion Story. Awesome. And it's great, because right. of course it is. Sure. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Hot Water Music or Red City Radio, any of those kind of I saw Hot Water bands? Music in 2003, I want to say. 2003, wow. maybe 2004, with AFI in uh, Bakersfield, I want to say. Um, oh, wow. First time I ever saw AFI, I think uh, maybe they had just come out with Sing the Sorrow, um, which wasn't my favorite. Um, I feel super indie saying like, oh, I'm like old AFI. But, uh, you know, that's what, I, <laughs> that's what I was into. They were still fucking great, man. I mean, like, it was like old school Davy Havoc and a fucking white wife beater with some suspenders, black slacks doing like the fucking, you know, Jesus walk over the crowd. Um, I will never forget that. It was it was fantastic. Um, and Hot Water Music opened for them. I don't think they opened. I think there was a band opening before sure. them. Uh, but it was Hot Water Music and then AFI. So, yes, I have seen Hot Water Music. Uh, Red City Radio, I don't think so, but I've seen Hot Water They're Music. They're kind of in that same family of, of music. I just, uh, that, that genre in general is It was is great. Cool. I like it. I mean, at, blue at the collar time, kinda. yeah, at the time that I had heard it, I was like, uh, I, I never had listened to them before I saw them live, and I knew that like they were essentially not poppy, like catchy music, but talented musicians. I was like, this isn't really music that I've... I haven't heard stuff like this before. It's not just traditional, like, hey, verse, course, verse, course, bridge, course, outro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was more to it than that, and it wasn't standard power chords and stuff. So I was definitely impressed with watching them. Um, and of course, I mean, since then, I know them, but like, they made a good lasting first impression that I will always like put them in like a pedigree above most other bands yeah. and musicians. Yeah. And I, that's kind of how I feel uh, with bands that are kind that, that are. Uh, like the trailblazers, like the bands that kind of create the sound first. Sure. Uh, those are always the ones that I hold a, a little bit higher yeah. esteem. And, and it seems like, um, you know, those guys have been around for a while, ever since 2003. Yeah. You know? 
Probably before then. I can't even remember. Oh, definitely. I started hearing of them back in the early 2000s, late 90s, but I I don't know how long they've actually been around. Um, But yeah, I love that that kind of sound, that that Gainesville kind of punk sound. Yeah, I want to say that they've been around, um, I want to say since like 97 or something like that. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. It could be even uh, earlier than that. Um, Are you Googling it, Bob? You're, yes, I am. Years active, 1993. Wow, all right. Is when they started. It's 93 to 96, so they must have broken up for a little while, and then again in 97. So, um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure what that means or what that looks like, but... Uh, we'll have to do some more research on that one. Yeah, 97 was uh, Fuel for the Hate Game, so there you go. Okay, yeah. All right, there we go. You got to play the... Uh, the more you know theme song now. Insert the more you know. Because you don't like it when I sing it myself. No, so. I just tried to do it and it was really, really, it was probably worse than yours. It, it's pretty bad. It's, it's the high notes. Yeah. It's the high, high notes up here. <laughs> you should have done it in the more you know tune. Oh, the man. The high notes Too here. much. Let's move this shit show along. Um, former members of Dag Nasty. I wouldn't speak my mind. I didn't want to make their mind. I looked up to them for the courage I thought I didn't have. So Dag Nasty have formed a new band. I thought you were going to say Day. former members of former members. <clears throat> no. Wow. Peter Kortner and Doug Carrion performed on Dag Nasty's iconic recordings Wig Out at Denko's and Field Day and played some 300 shows with the band back in the late 80s. Uh, the guys wanted fans to be able to hear these classic songs live as much as possible, but due to scheduling and geographic conflicts, uh, things were becoming pretty hard. So um, after a conversation with Brian Baker, uh, they decided that Doug and Peter would just forge ahead under the name Field Day. So... Nice. That's a nice little branch off right there. All right. Uh, so they started that project with uh, Mark Phillips from Down By Law. Um, and it's pretty cool. There's a, a neat interaction on Facebook. Usually Facebook is just shit posting, but um, on uh, the link uh, or on the story or the post or whatever that, that we had on the, the Dying Scene Facebook page for this story, uh, there used to be a band called Field Day out of Calgary back in the 90s. I, I vaguely remember the name. Can't really replace any songs. But um, somebody had mentioned that and tagged, uh, I think it was like the lead singer of the band. Yeah. The nice. old Field Day band. Uh, it was like, hey, do you know about this? <laughs> and uh, the guy said, actually, yeah, they called and asked if it was cool if they used the name. And I said, yeah, go ahead. So. That's pretty cool. It'd yeah. be pretty awesome if some members of Dag Nasty called you up or emailed up. and asked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Can know, we use your band name? Uh, apparently, Doug was in uh, The Descendants for a little while as well, so I'm surprised they didn't say former members of Dag Nasty and Descendants. And Descendants. Gotta use that leverage, descendants. dude. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Uh, it's... Sometimes I think the news team, is, I think it's like, a, like they copy and paste a lot, so it might just be whatever was sent in with the the story I don't how know. dare you i don't know anything about what the news team does <laughs> they work hard i know that they pump out a ton of stories they work harder than me <laughs> hey maybe not harder but definitely more frequently uh yeah and probably definitely smarter that was um, a given. okay how about a little nostalgia bob i am ready 
A ten foot pole. Please don't chase me releasing their new album, Escalating Quickly, okay. on May 10th, so probably around the time that this airs. Uh, that's going to be out via Thousand Island Records. Uh, they're offering two tracks from the uh, album, Everything Dies and Don't Be a Dick, which, Bob, I think you should definitely download Don't Be a Dick and listen to it daily. <laughs> um, but if you pre-order the album, you get those two songs uh, before everybody else. Uh, this is going to be the first time the veteran punks have put out new music since Setlist back in 2017. Um, I didn't I even know I didn't even know they put that out. I mean, I hadn't listened to Ten Foot Pole since. I mean, I listened to them in high school. I saw them with I want to say Voodoo Glow Schools or something out in Lancaster. But I used to love Ten Foot Pole. I mean, uh, oh yeah. I loved them so much I had a shirt. Uh, <laughs> they were just on Epitaph. They had some good songs on there. And uh, and so to see, um, I think like, uh, what do I follow on Spotify? I think it's called just like New Punk Tracks or something. They were on there. I was like, what the fuck? They're still making music? And uh, right. th- yes. they weren't for a while, but they had put out a new album. Um, you know, I'm like, oh. I mean, it's not bad at all. If I remember correctly, I think that album set list, I don't think it was an actual album of new stuff. Like maybe it was like some of their favorite songs from set uh, set list. I don't know. There was something different about it. I don't think it was a full studio album. I think there might have been a few new songs. Oh, okay. Um, So you didn't completely miss it. And the, the album before that was way back in 2004 so you weren't imagining things i think yeah. you might have just missed that they released a, a maybe a warm-up album for oh. this one um but they are definitely uh, releasing a new album in a couple of weeks All so right. uh that they're playing here too in denver um and i think it's on a weekday i might i might have to research that because I, I for sure want to get out and see 10 foot pole nice little uh, fun fact about 10 foot pole is that uh steve uh or uh, steve scott what's his name or dinsky from pulley uh used to be in uh-huh. a band that's back when i was uh listening to him that was back in my heyday oh was he in the band that long i didn't know i just knew he was in the band for a period of time i think it was like one of their like on their first album uh was he like a singer or a guitar player or something uh, who's uh, i do believe I'm, I'm have to get. It's, I'm so old, man. I can't remember all these things. But yeah, yeah, no, I did know that um, for sure. Very so good, fun fact. That was a good one, even though I I knew something about it. I might not have all my facts straight. I'm so glad we don't have a fact. <laughs> I wish we did. I wish we had someone who could like, you know, tell us a little more. Look, I just went to their webpage. It looks like Jordan Burns was in there too. If is that the same Jordan Burns from Strung Out? What the fuck? Ten Foot Poles has some crazy numbers. If that's real. Yeah. Well, it's, it, Ten Foot Pole, I think, also has some connections with them. Um, some members of uh, some other members of Strung Out as well. So I think um, Rob Ramos, I think, had some yeah, connection. Look with at, them, I just clicked pulley. on a. Tony? So and ten foot pole and ten foot pole and pulley kind of intertwine a little bit as well. Well, that's so. that's what I was saying. Is that the the yeah. dude's guy? Yeah, was not it? And then Tony Palermo played drums for, let's see, pulley and unwritten law. So yeah, there's a fucking ton of overlap. Anyways, yeah. cool. That's exciting. Um, I am excited to hear what the album sounds like because that is definitely a band that defined my later high school years. <laughs> yeah. And some of my later high school years, and we're a few years apart, so that should tell you weird how long they've been around. 
Um, on with the most disappointing news of, uh, I guess, April. It's a little bit older news. Um, I saw the headline, Avail. Avail announces more over the James anniversary shows. And I said, oh, fuck yeah. Wait, so why is that disappointing? I'll definitely be. I'll definitely be at that show. Um, Well, so the disappointment comes in that it's a weekend tour that hits up like two or three states all up there in the Northeast. So uh, really doesn't do much for me. It helps me not. The monumentally influential Richmond, Virginia-based band are taking the show on the road for a long weekend of Over the James 21st anniversary shows all in the Northeast, starting on September 6th at Union Transfer in Philadelphia, September 7th at the Warsaw in Brooklyn, and September 8th at the Royale in Boston. None of those dates are convenient, or none of those locations are convenient for me, guys gonna have to rethink this whole weekend tour thing well yeah if it's not pleasing ap i mean you better do some uh you better do some major reconsiderations of how you've planned out a tour um your life uh your discography (laughs) i mean really everything oh yeah yeah. Uh, you really need to reconsider that. And and Jay really needs to take some of the blame here. Our our senior staffer, Jay Stone, because he's the one that wrote the headline. He could have put in there that they announced like two more shows or three more shows. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah. I didn't get my hopes not, up. So, not Jay, announcing some on more tour dates because that's not even a fucking tour. Thanks, Jay. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's going out for a weekend with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, on to something a little more exciting, uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. The last one was exciting. I'm just, I'm just jealous. So enjoy it, Northeasterners. <laughs> uh, so something that I can enjoy a little bit more. How about that? Uh, much the same. Much the same have confirmed that they are working on their third album right now. Currently, as we speak, the band posted on Facebook the following message. If you haven't put together what Dan and Jevin are doing in L.A., I guess we'd like to announce that Much the Same has finally begun recording our third record. Ironically, today is four years since the day we first announced we were reuniting to record new material. We've had quite a ride since then, but it's all starting to come together. We'll do the best to keep everyone updated as the recording process moves along, and we're extremely excited for everyone to hear our new song, so stay tuned for more info about an upcoming release. All right. And that was back in early April, so it's uh, been a little while. Um, I know there hasn't been any significant updates, but probably by the time this airs, I bet you there will be, and I bet you Dying Scene will have it. So head over there. Keep an eye on it. Click refresh every couple minutes, right? You could try to do that. Yeah, that's what I do. You might that's crash the website. The don't, come from. don't crash the website. Yeah, yeah. The website's uh, a little unstable. So <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> it just, is. <laughs> fucking keep on. It's gotten better. It. It's gotten a lot better over the last year, but it, it used to crash quite uh, quite often. But oh. I think we did some work on it. So I didn't even know. Um, yeah, now you know. 
more music. More music. I want more music. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> I'm throwing a fit. Yeah. I'm petulant. All right. Um, how about some SoCal Skycore? This is internment from Noise Complaints. album Ambivalence, uh, which was released mid-April. Uh, that was Noise Complaint with Internment. Uh, Bob, I know you really liked that one, didn't you? I saw you bobbing your head. It was grand. <laughs> had a little bit of a no-cash flavor to it, didn't it? A little bit, Do you know yeah. no cash? Yeah, yeah I know no it's cash. Like I could have sworn I caught one of those riffs in there. It sounded like a, a no-cash a no cash riffs. I'm, I'm sure they are fans, just given the sound of them. So yeah, I'm sure they have drawn inspiration. Uh, excellent stuff. One of my favorite genres of punk is ska core. Man, it's nice and gritty. Gets me pumped up. I love listening to it in the morning and driving down the freeway. <laughs> Gets me so angry. <laughs> Crash into somebody. Yeah, trading paint on the freeway. Uh, all right. How about something maybe a little bit calmer? Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Next up, we've got Alex the Kid with Nothing New.
Onanda. That was Alex the Kid with Nothing New. I love that fucking song, man. Uh, so catchy. All those Australian bands. All the Aussies. Australia, mate. I tried to get uh, uh, one of my friends who lives in Australia to go to uh, on 420. Um, oh, my God. Why am I fucking blanking on their name right now the ska band that i like from australia that was on my albums of the year list fucking jesus christ not why do uh, i just i keep trying to say the interrupters not the interrupters <laughs> my head's well, broken bob sorts that out uh the ep is straight out of luck off of p records which i think is probably the the most awesome record album name ever it's just p records like the p-e-e p like such a funny name. What, um, what band am I trying to think of? I get high like an angel. The B. Starts yeah. with a B. Bundles? No, not the bundles. The, the Bennies. Fuck? Come on, man. Keep up. The Bennies. There we go. You. The Bennies. I tried to get my friend um, to go. They had a 420 show. Anyway, keep going. Uh, yeah, you lost your, your right <laughs> to talk on the rest of this segment. Um, <laughs> yeah, but P Records, I think, are just are the ones that just signed 10-foot pole, I think, if wow, I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Check out the rest of the Alex the Kid album, though. Really fucking awesome. All right, let's keep the train moving. Next up is the Wet Bandits. The song is Head First. Can you not talk about trains anymore? the way 
they're trying. The Wet Bandits with Head First. Uh, that was uh, their first single um, in a little while. I think they might be working on new music. I don't know. They just released a single randomly. Okay. I, I think we've had the uh, Wet Bandits on here before, haven't we? Or at least we've talked uh, about them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I think I asked you what the reference, if you got the reference. Do you Do you remember? And the reference is Home Alone. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the cover of that the little single that they released uh, was pretty funny. It was a, it was a screen cap of a, a really long breakup text, I guess, uh, and it was saying like it's just really weird. It's kind of like it's not you, it's me, and we need to not see each other. And if you want to write a song about how terrible I am, so I guess then they went and did that and used the text as the cover. So very clever, boys. Uh, nice, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot, totally forgot that I had a Canadian band on here when I was talking shit about Canada. <laughs> but I made up for it with, with the beer joke, right? Uh, by talking shit about America, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That leveled the playing field. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's go somewhere totally away from North America for the next one. Uh, from London, UK. This is Scandal with Payback Day.
That was Payback Day from Scandal. Uh, those guys formed way back in 1998 in Romania before they relocated to London, UK, um, which I think is a perfect place for them with that kind of street punk. Yeah. No, just a couple episodes. We were, uh, I think Spike was saying, Wait, you guys didn't play enough street punk. I now was going to ask if that was a Spike episodes. recommendation or what. It wasn't. It wasn't. But I, I was. I figured I was going to grab one, and I came across this. I said, I'll save some of the Spike, spike recommendations right. for other episodes. Well, he's had an influence on us. So see, you ask and you shall receive. We try to oblige our listeners. So if there's anything that you think we could do better, let us know. Let us know, bitches. <laughs> careful dude careful all <laughs> uh, right let's move on uh the next band uh is made up of ex-members of at risk abhorrence uzi suicide and no truce uh they're called give you nothing they're from santa cruz go banana slugs and the track name is reflections hit it bob <laughs> Comrades, I'm super stoked for this one today. Uh, you should be too, because for this episode, we're going to be talking to one of my uh, all-time favorite bands, the soundtrack to my youth. Like, no shit, guys. Growing up in the mid-90s, Strung Out uh, was the soundtrack to my youth. It made me very rebellious, very uh, angry. I liked it. <laughs> it got me through a lot of hard times. But yeah, today we're going to be talking to uh, Chris and Jason. Say howdy, guys. Hi. Howdy. 
Um, so today you guys are in Denver on the Sabroso Festival circuit. How's, uh, how's the festival been treating you guys so far? Old, old guys. A bunch of old geezers, right? It's making us feel young. That's why we're chasing it. Yeah? Yeah, we're, we're here for the tacos and beer. So, <laughs> And I've had a couple of the beer samples. They're pretty good. you got to get out there for sure. There's some uh, really good ones. You were walking around with a coffee, though. Oh, uh, yeah, Chris, guilty. So. Yeah, guilty. So. <laughs> beer coffee. Yeah, it's beer, beer coffee. Yeah. <laughs> they had one out there brewed with coffee. I think you should at oh, least go wow. by and get a little shot of it. Um, so, yeah, Sabroso Festival is, is one of the bigger festivals that's uh, kind of popped up lately. What, what are some of the favorite festivals that you guys have played? Obviously, there's a bunch of them. Oh, I mean, I mean, over the years, I mean, this one's been great to be a part of. Uh, Warp Tour, obviously. Um, I mean, there's so many great ones we've done over the years. And you know, Ride Fest, uh, I mean, I could just name drop like crazy yeah. right now. I mean, honestly, just, just the fact that we get to play music and just travel around the world is still like this incredible thing that we get to do every day. Yeah. So we're just stoked to be on anything, play music. So Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, last time I caught you guys, it was at a festival, and it was um, back in uh, L.A. Which one was that? The, the Back to the Beach Festival, I oh, think it was? it was um, either Scallywag or the or The Punk and the Drublick at the Beach. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, that, yeah, one, that yeah, one was yeah. insane. That was yeah. a ratchet. I've never seen a pit in sand before. Yeah, we, that's we, we actually broke the barricade. Yeah, we're... Yeah, that's we're right. Broke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, that was a really, really fun show. Hopefully there's no barricades broken here uh, today. Uh, so we're talking a little bit about the new album before. Um, I know you guys are working on some new stuff. Of course, it's with Fat. Can we talk about that a little bit? I know we're uh, under some restrictions. That's going to be coming out late summer. Yeah, it's coming out late summer. And uh, the title is uh, Songs of Armor and Devotion. Songs of Armor and Devotion. Yep. And does anybody know that yet? Or is this a, a first announcement? It's kind of like the first time saying it publicly yeah. awesome yeah. awesome cool we definitely have to get this episode out quick then huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so uh, I also heard that you're going to be obviously touring for the album in support but then you're also going to be doing um, a, a European tour coming up uh, all in celebration of 30 years right uh, working on it working yeah. on it yeah we're, everything is getting worked out right now so nothing's finalized but yeah we the thing we have finalized coming up is um, we're doing that Fat Records barbecue, the Anar Camp Anarchy, oh, they yeah, have yeah. called it out in Columbus. Oh, so, yeah, out there. Um, uh, Pusa Fest out in Montreal next month. Um, in July, we go out with Face-to-Face uh, -face in South America. And then after that, everything starts coming together, like all the Canadian, U.S. tour and yeah. Europe and stuff. Uh, do you guys have any... Uh, you guys have been to Europe quite a few times. Do you have any crazy Euro tour stories? I've heard quite a few pretty awesome stories i mean yeah i mean really they're they're everywhere we go like every day it really is an adventure and um yeah there's definitely been some crazy crazy ones out there nothing that's radio worthy i'm sure uh, yeah <laughs> book worthy yeah um so the new album uh that's coming out this summer is going to be uh i guess the the i guess it's not a follow-up the last album was really a, a, an acoustic uh, black out the sky which was released last year um and that was kind of a, a departure from the normal strung out sound you know as a fan a lifelong fan i've kind of grown accustomed to the strung right. out sound and that was a little bit different how, how was that received uh on a fan level i mean i know i liked it um not as much as some other albums but i thought it was pretty cool i thought um town of corazon was a fucking incredible song yeah it's one of my favorite records yeah um i think that it was just brave of these guys to do it you know i think i look back on it and to me it's the most punk thing we've ever done honestly yeah absolutely and uh, i think it took a while for for to for people to be like you know but the whole jordan thing happened at the same time too so unfortunately that overshadowed a lot of it mm -hmm. i think but um i think time will will um 
attest to how good that record is, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, this new record is the antithesis of that. Going back, kind of to not going back. I don't think we ever go back. Yeah. I think um, moving forward in um, in celebrating um, who we are in a way. And I don't really look at it as going back. Yeah. And 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 it kind of piggybacks onto to the discussion we just had. Um, I read in an interview uh, when I was doing some research, I think he did it with The Weekly a couple years back, and I think we kind of see things similar uh, in a way of, of what punk is. Um, and in that interview, you said the only thing you ever really think about punk or the scene is when something is really unpunk, when somebody makes an unpunk comment. Uh, because punk's really about the freedom, and it doesn't register, you said it doesn't register uh, with me when I hear narrow-minded comments. It's not how I grew up to imagine it. Rock and roll in general is about the heart you put into it not the sound of the guitars and that really kind of just kind of backs up what you said about the acoustic album it doesn't really matter you know it's yeah. it might be the most unpunk thing but that's also kind of a punk thing to do yeah so we can't you can't you can't um, like when you're writing a song there's pressure and release creating tension and releasing it yeah. and with your career you have to do that too you know we can't write the same record back to back not like we do write this, but we have a sound, so I think it was important for this record to do that record, you know? Yeah. No, I think so. And it it's is... the calm before the storm. That's what the music <laughs> record is, you know? Like, That's a great way of putting it. It really kind of evens it out. Level sets, too. You know, it's a good time to... I thought, when, when I heard the, the acoustic album, I said, well, that's a, kind of a good time for it. Right. You know, it level sets, it breaks it up yeah. between the Jordan thing, and then you come out on the other side, and not back to what you were, but... You know, a, a sound like, that we're more familiar with. Yeah, well, it seemed like we had to do it, too. It was like, it was at the right time to do something acoustic. And again, like, people... It's not really acoustic. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, a, it's just, yeah. a, it's just <laughs> Exactly, that's what I was going to get to. A, 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 it's another record. Yeah. Just, we just wrote it differently, you know? Right. And that's our approach. It's just being... Our band is always about, I think, about being fearless and just taking the next step into the unknown. And it's like, yeah, let's do a record where we have, like just good acoustic guitars and yeah. you know fretless bass let's do it you know yeah. like and we're, we're, we always challenge ourselves and um that's why it's, it's kind of cool again how it came out at the time it came out and now this next record's like it's so so different than that and it's so so different than transmission alpha delta too yeah you know it's just it's like i think strung it always progresses for me being a fan before joining the band too you know i always saw that with each record mm-hmm. it's like whoa it's like they step up Absolutely. every record so yeah you know this is another step. Another step in the yeah. evolution. Um, and I guess, Jason, this goes back to you. There was uh, another article that I read, and I, I kind of wanted to circle back to it, because this article was about five years ago, and they asked you to rank all of the Strung Out albums in order. <laughs> your favorite, your least favorite, and I guess not least favorite, but you're you know, going from order from uh, your favorite on up. And it came in, and this is the order. Number seven, Another Day in Paradise. Number six, Suburban Teenage Wasteland Blues. Number five, Black Hawks over Los Angeles. Four, An American Paradox. Three, Agents in Underground. Two, Exile and Oblivion. And one, Twisted by Design. How does that sit today with the two albums that have come out subsequent to that and with the new one? Because obviously you know kind of what the new sound is or the sound is going to be on the new album. Twisted will always be my favorite because yeah. that, was the, that was the record that we were, me and Jake were kind of left alone. The other guys had Pulley and Rob had his job and me and Jake were the young guys and uh, I think that was the record where we kind of like came into our own yeah. and we our idea like our ideas were being heard and we kind of like I don't know I kind of grew I kind of started doing things different with my voice um, reason to believe like and that was the last record with Jim too and that was like uh, yeah that was just a 
to me that's my favorite record there's so much a variety to that record you know um where do you squeeze the last two albums into that list now if you're up to nine 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 albums wow yeah is it nine well nine plus the element element of sonic defiance i consider that a record okay um, you got it's basically whatever mood I'm in, but <laughs> yeah. suburban teenage wasteland blues and and paradise are going to be at the bottom all the time. Always, yeah, always. oh man, those are always. two of my favorites. I know every week. <laughs> I grew I, and I break people's hearts when I, they ask, like, oh, we're suburban. I'm like, I had to buy three copies of suburban teenage wasteland blues because I kept wearing out the CD. That, that record to me was like, uh, for me was like. Uh, just I don't know what I was I don't think any of us knew what we were doing yeah. you know like we're so young and 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 that's when uh, Pro Tools came in and um, oh yeah we wanted to sound like Max Norman Max Norman oh, yeah. to, to, to mix it and nobody realized that when Max Norman mixed all those Megadeth records he was on a coke and so they all had that tinny right they all had that, that kind of weird tinny sound and that record it just to me uh, it was always cool you know it was a, it was hell to make I remember it wasn't fun, yeah. and uh, pe- but but it's funny how people ask me all the time like, what do these lyrics mean or what does it mean that? And I say from now on, I just say I'm not I don't do that. That's yours. You know what I mean? Like suburban means so much to people, and like they don't want to hear that it's number seven to me. Right. They want to you know it's so it's because it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you. You know, so it doesn't matter what I think of it. You know, I'm too emotionally attached to it. All I think about is what we did to make it. Right. the hell that it went you know yeah so that makes perfect sense it's not mine so I don't talk about lyrics or anything with people well and it, it, I mean and, and obviously you have an opinion about them so it's not like it's wrong it's just a different opinion and it's interesting it's to see opinion, it's more of a feeling like yeah. I, I, whenever I think of that record I think of like the way I felt when I was wor- working on it and then it has nothing to do with the way you feel about it when you listen to it they should be separate you know what I mean like I don't want to ruin that for anybody so you guys made me make the list. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I remember they were like, "You got to make the list." These people are waiting for it. I'm like, oh, "God, it's been two months now." I wanted to start with, so there was this list. Let me tell you why you were wrong. <laughs> I was like, no, "That's not nice." Um, so as we mentioned earlier, uh, the new album is going to be out on Fat. You guys have uh, obviously been with them for forever since since day one, pretty much. Um, is there something? And I don't really know how this dichotomy works between a label and a band, but does that kind of like free you guys up is that like a sense of oh i don't have to worry about that or is it something you wouldn't have to worry about anyway i don't know we've never been (laughs) (laughs) so we don't think about we uh they let us do whatever we want and they never say no to us and they've been good to us um you know there's been times where we're like hmm and then we hear from other people that they're not having always ever i think growing up and doing this all i've ever heard was people complain about their label yeah. and their booking agent right. and their um, tour manager whatever everyone's always bitching and I don't you know I've, it's nice because we've never really had that much to bitch about that's good I, and it's one of those things that I've always kind of wondered is how much of a burden is that you know be, the, the relationship between a band and, no, and it's a, not even a burden in any way it's never they've fat's never been a burden yeah ever yeah. that's not the that's the word that doesn't even come into play. And honestly, it, it's never felt like a label to us. They felt like a family. Right. So, and that's something we've always stuck with too. It's like giving us that freedom. It's a fucking weird family right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's, 
You've said enough. <laughs> it is weird. Um, yeah, so like I said earlier, uh, it, there's there's a distinctive strung out sound. Um, obviously, there's been um, growth and evolution throughout throughout the 30 years now, or closing in on 30 years. Um, but there is a distinctive sound. You can pick a strung out song out of a lineup. That's why we did the acoustic. That's why I needed to do the acoustic. So record. it was to break out of that. Yeah, right? because there is a sound. We, we, when we get together, we make a sound. Yeah. We create a sound. Yeah. And like I said, I can't say it enough how fucking proud I am of these guys to dive in 100%. And there's a lot of trepidation. And you know, I know a couple of them were like, are eh, we doing this? And but we dived in with everything we had, and I'm fucking proud. I'm proud of what like the fact that they were able to like let go of the metal guitars for a moment yeah. and yeah. do something really fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's getting out of your comfort zone a little yeah. bit too. Also, kind of helps the evolution of the band. Yeah. It's expansive like that, you know. Definitely challenging yourself um, and doing something that you're, you know kind of unfamiliar with yeah. you know like I mean we all love acoustic There's songs in yeah. between underneath all that riffing yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah to me like the acoustic record really like let the songs really be heard right you know like the melody and the lyrics where everything really got really pushed up front more yeah besides because our band's a very guitar driven band yeah. and drums fills like craziness where the you know machine. yeah so yeah. it's cool to kind of like sit back on that and let everything else kind of be the focus let the vocals and the melody really be the focus and yeah. uh and yeah, the, the, the lyrics I thought were oh, fucking great. incredible yeah. again that was uh, the town of Corazon is uh, I still throw that one in I I, one and, it, and it breaks up like a good punk like hardcore yeah, punk list because yeah. I'll just throw it in the middle of a random punk playlist that's nice it's a little palate cleanser brings me down keeps me from road raging on my way to work (laughs) you've saved so many lives without knowing Jason (laughs) Uh, so this next album is going to be the first um, I guess non-acoustic even though the last one wasn't really acoustic but this is going to be the first I guess fully electric album with uh, RJ on drums after the departure of a uh, longtime drummer Jordan Burns. Uh, how has that transition been overall? I mean, I know it's um, ob- obviously a little bit different switching in, uh, switching gears a little bit, but did it inf- influence like the, the sound or the songwriting on the album at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. RJ has ideas. Like, that was another, that was, yeah. Yeah, he just can't, it was, you know, I think with anything, with any relationship you have, you know, with the band, you treat it as a relationship of four other you know wives or whatever that you're with and you know when you have like a new element in the band it just brings it mixes up the chemistry and makes it exciting it's like well, I'm sure when like when I joined the band it was different for like they had Jim in the band forever and it's like oh it's it was like relieving you know and nothing against the members it's just it's different right. you know you bring something like that in but you were easy so was RJ yeah like there was no there was no adjustment period it was just like slide right in and let's do this you yeah. know yeah. you've been lucky all, with that yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and, our, and it was it's definitely like this new record is like it was so much fun writing this new record. Yeah, like, and, and it hasn't been, and not not to say like it hasn't been fun writing records before, sure. but it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. Know, straight up wasn't. It, it felt like a chore, and this one felt like I felt like uh, sixteen again in a garage. Oh, that's awesome. You know, that's what I felt like doing this record, and that to me was like it captured it captured my youth again. You know. I'm I'm, I was going to say, we're all struggling on that one, aren't we? <laughs> if you find the secret, you let us know. Um, well, that's good to know. And, and, and that's kind of what I was thinking, too, when I was writing out the questions. I said, you know, it does seem like every time we something does get swapped out as a fan, 
it's like, oh, fuck, no, not Jordan, or oh, fuck, not Jim. But then it seems yeah. like when it comes back, it, it's a little bit better. That step it in the evolution be. gets better. Be. Yeah. The, and if you're going to switch something out, you got the fans have to know that it's for a reason. Yeah. There's a reason. And to, to us, I think we're all on the same page that strung out and our songs and our music is the most important thing. We are don't matter. We don't. We we're work just for strung out. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, exactly. Strung out is a fucking boss. So if something's not working right for Strung Out, then it, we have to do something about it. And our love and our dedication and our fucking like absolute devotion to Strung Out, hence the title of the new record, is what drives us. And I, I can't say that enough to people, you know? Over the, everything that's happened in the last two years, people need to know that Strung Out is our number one priority and everything we do is to elevate that yeah i think that's the way it should be yeah the band should be number one it's like the like in the sports saying it's not about the name on the back it's about the the logo on the front you're playing for the team or you're yeah, playing for the yeah, city so Absolutely. yeah I, I like that attitude um uh so when i found out i was doing an interview I, it was a little bit late so i just sent out some feelers and said hey let's ask some questions with some fans uh one of uh one of our fans here local um actually from colorado punk rock army if you guys don't follow their page you should definitely follow them they're doing a lot of really good stuff for the punk scene here in uh, colorado and the guy that runs that um asked uh he said jason you're really well known for the passionate vocals you know you get up there and you fucking give it all where, where do you kind of draw that energy from is it just trying to relate relay that message I'm in a band with like uh, four real musicians, so I gotta come up with something because <laughs> that's my only thing. <laughs> These guys are good. They're good. They're fucking real musicians, and I'm just a fucking dude. So, so it's more trying to match the talent behind. Exactly. Okay. Trying to keep up. Very, very diplomatic answer. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Chris, uh, jazz, and this kind of it, this one fits perfectly into how I found you. Um, Chris texted me when I was trying to find him at the festival and said he's the only guy walking around with a coffee at a beer festival. <laughs> and sure as shit, he was the only guy walking around with a coffee. So uh, Jazz Limbo from Fair Game uh, said <laughs> she wants to know what flavor creamer you're drinking now because when you lived with them, the refrigerator was always full with different flavor creamers. So she wants to know if you've settled down to one and if so, what that flavor is. Well, I haven't had, I've actually, I'm not on any creamer anymore. It's been three years. Yeah. No yeah. creamers? Of, of, of your farts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I stop. Yeah, I just drink black coffee. I don't drink creamers anymore. So there you go, Jazz. That's, that's a latte. I got a latte. I wasn't going to mention that. I wasn't going to call him out. Don't on call it. me out right now. Hey, hey no one Thanks. can see this. <laughs> yeah, he forgot there wasn't a camera here. Uh, <laughs> you heard of Koki the Clown? Before there was Koki the Clown, there was fucking Chris the Clown. Yeah. This is why he doesn't, we don't, he drinks coffee and not beer. Yeah, you, you mentioned we should go out and try the coffee beer. Yeah, I was like, I was like, no. <laughs> okay, so we won't try the coffee beer. Um, and this one was more or less from me, Chris. Did you really learn about the job opening? Opening because Jake was your weed dealer. Like, was that? <laughs> no, this is. Let me, I'm gonna, okay, go back. Go ahead. I was at Jake's house. Jake used to live with his grandparents, and I was at Jake's house buying weed or getting weed okay. and Chris shows up and he's got long hair he's just some Hesher dude and he, he he gave back Jake a Venom tape he goes thanks for letting me borrow this Venom tape dude and he, I guess Jake Jake, you guys were learning Venom songs something like that yeah. <laughs> it was fucking Venom and we're like what the fuck is that guy who's that guy little did I know two, two three years later he was fucking in our band <laughs> and shredding ever since I remember the one time I did show up there and he was there I was like whoa Jason's here <laughs> like, but yeah I was I, I got Jake's number and I 
begged him for his number. I was, you know, stalking him for years. No, I, I was buying weed from Jake for a while. I've it was. I remember that day too. The the only time that Jake ever called me, or he he paged me. I had a pager. He fucking paged me. Yeah, he paged me, and I was like, "Whoa! Like it's Jake. Like he's he's never called me. You know, he's never called me." What did he, he want? He paged me because he was like, "Hey, we're we're thinking about like letting learn, Jim learn go." These venom songs. Yeah, you want to learn these Venom songs? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "What about Strong Out songs?" Yeah, so it all it all kind of happened. Yeah, and I was, he got into the band, and I was like, "Oh man, another Asher." Yeah. God. Oh, no, actually, the first time I met Jason was at was at Strung Out's original drummer's house, Brad Morrison. I knew Brad from uh, from a long time ago too, and I was dropping Brad off after band practice at the house. It was you and Dan Tripp and Sam Nichol living together, and I came by on a Friday night, and you were there. And I remember like, you know, yeah, I live with Jason too. I was like, oh, I never met him yet, you know. Like, so I like I finally met Jason, and then the second time I met you was at Jake's house, and then the third time was at band practice. <laughs> so third time's a charm, you know. Number three. I like it. You gotta keep. You gotta keep going for the metal guys, though, man. Those are the ones that know how to shred. Oh, I break them. I turn them into non-metal dudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what reverse the process. Yeah. You go break us like wild horses. Take this acoustic guitar. Yeah. You will learn it. What's this? A twelve-string guitar? What is this? Uh, well, good. I, that's the end of the, the more traditional questions. Very, very good job. You guys are uh, pros all around, on the stage and off. And that's RJ. Now, and there's RJ, just in time. Um, so one question for RJ. One question for RJ. Uh, RJ, what are your favorite road snacks? You're a young guy. You probably eat garbage. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, dude, I remember once we stopped at like a Love's. And I ate a, was it a chicken taquito? And it gave me like the worst shits I've ever had in my life. I and think, I don't think you understood the question. <laughs> no, no. But, but, but the thing is, is like, I had one like two days later, yeah. knowing full and well what it did. <laughs> so it was fucking delicious. So it was that good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you did understand the yep. question. Road Excellent. Taquitos. Road taquitos from loves that's that are questionable. The real name of the record is road taquito. <laughs> oh, that should be. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, Chris, so I know uh, Metallica was one of your first shows, period. What was one of your first punk shows? Well, actually, my, one of my first shows was this band from Thousand Oaks called Dead and Bloated. They're the, the older guys in my, in my high school that were playing shows at the country club in the Valley with, like, DRI, Corrosion Conformity, Creator, and I saw them play. That was, like, I was in ninth grade. It was 89, and then my second, like concert like full concert was metallica okay um so but, you actually went to a little punk show in the valley first. yeah it was okay. like they're like a they're like a thrash and they kind of turned to like a punk band they're like a thrash kind of punk band you remember that band mm-hmm. and they then they turned into this band called debris stream but it's like a few of the bands like the local bands from back in the day mm-hmm. from our scene it was like incubus strung out redfish citizen down um dead and bloated those are like all the bands but um yeah all right, we'll accept that answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was your first punk show. Yeah. Um, uh, Jason, if they made a film about Strung Out, who would play you in the movie? Benicio del Toro. Oh, I like that. I like that. And we got a standing ovation for that answer. He's not good looking. He's kind of looks like he's been drinking all night. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Okay, I like it. I think it fits pretty well. Uh, okay, uh, Chris, if you could play any non-traditional instrument, what would it be? Uh, non-traditional, like sure. I mean, I was gonna say bazooki, but uh, um, 
not what is non-traditional tuba, tuba bass yeah yeah something that's if not, I was gonna, not a guitar not a bass not drums oh it'd be not piano piano but that's that's traditional that's yeah, a little bit it's a little traditional yeah. um then something just far out there how about didgeridoo i'll just do that didgeridoo just a good one just to be non-traditional all right <laughs> didgeridoo the best one i've heard so far to that the best answer to that is uh the theremin which <laughs> i thought was a bad <laughs> i wish i would have thought of that <laughs> and there's actually a punk band here a ska band that, uh, that has a theremin player on occasion have you so. seen that video of that that cat that plays theremin yeah yeah <laughs> it's a cat that um, okay, uh, Jason, what's the ultimate lineup? If you could pick four bands for the ultimate live show, what would the four bands be? Oh, man. Oh, oh wow. Jeez, you're going to have to... What a, what a fucking question. Three, three bands. My, my favorite bands don't exist anymore. <laughs> well, you could bring them back. How about that? Oh, the Doors. The All Doors. Right. Um, oh, man. Fuck, this is a, a juicy question. Save the hard one for last. Wow. Fucking, it have to be uh, Hank Williams. All right. The Doors. Okay. And then headlining would be. Fuck! What a fucking <laughs> question. Probably the Cramps. The Cramps. Yeah. Okay. That is a badass show. Yeah. The Doors, the Cramps, Hank Williams and, and Hank Williams. Williams. The Doors. Maybe the Cramps would come after Hank, and you then the Doors. The doors, close out. The doors That's going to be a long set. Yeah. <laughs> um, Great. I would definitely pay to go to that show. That's a, that's a dope fucking show. see my show. No? Well, uh, so he's got it loaded. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right, Chris, hit us. I just went with, like, decades. Actually, you would. You would totally dig this. I'm going to say Earth, Wind, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. King Diamond, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Duran Duran, and, like... I'm gonna say fucking the traveling Wilburys. How about that? What? Okay. <laughs> How about that? Rachel? That's a very random. I don't know if I'd, I'd pay more for Jason's show okay, than yours. Okay. All good. That means it's it'll be a less crowd at my show, <laughs> so I can be, be right up front. Did you know Earth, Wind, and Fire's from Denver? They uh, they went to high school at East High. Wow, I, oh. I've seen them play a lot. Like a Denver band. Yeah. yeah. Who knew? I just found that out, and I've only been here a year. That was I've a seen them little bit of trivia. Six times now wow. in the last like 15 years, and I saw them a year ago. My friend was working this uh, show for Black Eyed Peas, working for the drummer, and uh, it was like a last minute thing. So, hey, dude, I'm at this place called Milk. It's like it's on Coenga in in the in Hollywood, and it's like a private party thing, and uh, it was for Will I Am like doing this child uh, fundraiser thing, and it was Earth, Wind, and Fire and Black Eyed Peas playing. So my friend Bob called me, so dude, can you be here in like 20 minutes? I'm like, I'll be there in a minute, and I showed up. So I got to watch Earth on a Fire in this little cool. room, and I was like, "Dude, you have under, you have no idea how excited I am right now!" Like, that is really cool. but it was it was pretty amazing. And all it took was a trip to Hollywood. Yeah, all, all <laughs> I had was just drive. Oh, I can be there, in, you know. Uh, well, good. I think I think the rapid fire questions went pretty well too. You stalled a little bit, Jason, but I gave I, I saved the hard ones for last. So, yeah. well, I, I know it's because we got interrupted by yeah, RJ. Fire, then something else. Go right. I know. Go, go, go right away. Um, Pull something out of the hat. Something out of the hat. If you could uh, record uh, one older strung out song, what song would it be that you could re-record? More than words. More than words. Chris. Uh, um, you want it rapid uh, fire. <laughs> Fucking rap! I have, I'm fucked. <laughs> an old song? Yeah, it has to be an old song. How about how, how about Falter? Okay. <laughs> He's fucking. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Uh, no. I'm thinking too hard. That's not, that's not rapid fire. That's totally. Well, I, I know. And you asked for it, so 
Now you paid for it. Yeah, I paid for it. Um, can you can you like erase that answer? No, no, God, no, <laughs> not at all. I'm definitely keeping that one. Matter of fact, I'm going to turn the volume up for that answer. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me, guys. Really, you don't know how much it meant. You guys really are. I'm not just kissing ass because I'm not much of a kiss ass, but you guys uh, are one of my favorite all time bands. It's great to meet your heroes. I don't know. Whoever said never meet your heroes uh, must not have been talking about Strung Out because this was a very pleasurable experience. It was an hour. An hour? Yeah. If I was here 30 more minutes, I'd hate you guys. Yeah, you I, might take, I might take acid today, so come back. Nice. Back yes. in four hours. So, this whole interview, do a part two of the same interview at 9 o'clock tonight. Catch us. you off the With us. See if we answer the same way. <laughs> see if the answers are like, whoa, well, earlier you said this. Yes, I wish we had a wish this was uh, on TV so we can. Everyone could get a look at your hat. Because I'm wondering what the fuck is holding that thing together. Uh, <laughs> the one lots, of, lots of lots of sweat. I, I'm glad you can't smell it because this thing just smells you're, like you're high. You're holding on a Carolina. To yeah, that. you're holding on. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's been a rough time. It's for rad. Dude, it's, no, that that is a relic hat. Like, but that's like you did that. Yeah, it's, it's um, like a relic. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's getting to the point I where I have to guitars start. and basses. <laughs> no, it's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I've just I've had it for a long time. It's a comfortable hat. I, I, I every time it gets a hole, I try and slap a patch on it or you, stitch you got it together. All over the back too. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're rusty from going in the ocean. I wear it everywhere. So <laughs> do you have pics oh, of it going in the ocean? Brand new? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have pics of it brand new. Can we no. see the chair, looks like? It's a it's very thin, very oh, thin. Hi. Is that is that all right? At least you put your hair back. I've got a. Uh, you got the trucker the trucker hairline. Why does it? Why why I'm so self conscious now? This is bad. No way. You got cool hair. <laughs> I got cool hair. Let everybody know that Strung Out thinks I have cool hair. Um, yeah, it's thinning a little bit. It happens to the best of us, right? No, but you got the trucker guy right that right here. Yeah, the little peak. It's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you think it's cool. Thank it's you. It's totally cool. <laughs> uh, so let's close this fucker out. Through the magic of post-production, I can have my co-host Bob play any strung out song, but I want to end on a banger. So what's a good banger? Chris, what's, a, what's your favorite solo? What's my favorite yeah. solo? Yeah. Uh, we'll play that one. The favorite solo is Orchid. That okay. Jake did. Yeah. Okay. So, Bob, you heard him. Play Orchid. Spin that shit.
This is Chris and Jason. You're listening to Dying Scene Radio. <laughs> Karen with But You Would. Uh, they're a newer band out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, hit the inbox. They actually sent an EPK and the link expired before I had the chance to read it. I'm sure that it was full of all sorts of information I could have used to talk about them right here, but uh, I'm so far behind on the inbox. Uh, the link had expired, but the album's out now. Um, self-titled EP, Dead Karen, all one word. Um, really cool sound. I like those yeah, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I can say this about them. They had a catchy fucking chorus. I love the riff, yeah. and uh, the melody was, was ripping, so that was good. <laughs> yeah, definitely go give them some likes on the uh, social medias. I think they're probably on all the platforms, but I, I think when I checked, they, they were sitting like around 400 likes, so you can always tell the newer bands um, starting out. So go give them some likes and uh, check out. I'm sure they're probably going to be playing some dates soon. Hopefully they can tour pretty soon. I'd love to go catch them, man. They seem like a pretty good show. Like them. Like them. Give them the likes. Uh, so, yeah. 
I, uh, I scored a big tuna there with the Strung Out interview at Sabroso Festival, huh, Bobby? That was, Did, were you surprised when I said I could that I got the chance to interview him? I was I was very surprised. Uh, it was out of nowhere, out of left field. I was a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. Strung <laughs> Out. That was the first show I ever went to. Was Strung Out and Pulley. So. Uh, yeah, Strung Out holds a, a nice, dear spot in my heart, as it does you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Exhumation of Virginia Madison was a, one of my favorite songs through my high school years. And uh, that whole album, uh, a few other albums um, right around then were just, I, I mean, they were a band, and I believe you said it in the interview, I mean, there's nobody who has really replicated their sound within the genre. So um, they're pretty unique and, and hold a pretty, pretty unique spot in uh, my heart because of that. And now you have another album that you can add to your list. And we got to drop the name of it exclusively. Uh, Songs of Armor and Devotion is going to be out uh, late summer, I believe it is. Um, and I actually know the date, but I can't say. Wow. Uh, tell me so, afterwards. Yeah. In- inside scoop. Tell me after uh, and then I can taunt my friends. <laughs> make them really jealous. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, especially since, um, uh, Jason said it, it, it is, um, of course not going back, but it's, it's kind of going to hearken back to the, the sound, uh, that we're more accustomed to after sure. the, uh, the acoustic album. Sure. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Uh, really cool time with those guys. Got to hang out backstage for a little bit. Really, really cool <clears throat> guys down to earth. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. A, a, a little nervous going in because, you know, it's a band that I've been listening to since 94, 95. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. So. Yeah. Um, um, my only uh, recommendation is uh, get a get a second microphone. And <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's, well, it's going to happen no matter what, because you know what? If you don't buy a new microphone, I'm just going to fucking send you one. I it know, has to happen. I, I literally let me one. know and I'll just send you one that's sitting down my house or I'll buy you one for 30 bucks off of uh, eBay. Get a nice uh, SM57. And look, we talked about this uh, last episode. If people pull in interviews or whatever, we'll play them. And uh, an SM57 is... Is, uh, a nice widely available microphone that you can get used for probably about 30 bucks that is absolutely fantastic for doing interviews miking snare drums sometimes for miking guitar amps not really but you know you could use it for a lot of different shit so make an investment and and if you don't get one bob will incessantly bug you about getting absolutely one. i already i got the rechargeable batteries bob get off my nuts <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, let's play a few more songs and then close this fucker out. I'm down. Uh, next up, uh, probably will still butcher this name. I should have uh, tried to figure it out before I tried to say it, but uh, here we go. Let's give it a shot. From Gainesville, Florida, this is Mike Lorena and The Nerve with Last Words. Already know why they appear the 
your past chosen for you I walk with trepidation Every time I dare to go Mike Lorena and the Nerve with Last Words. Uh, those guys are from down there in Gainesville, Florida, and have a sound kind of like hot water music and uh, the uh, Red City Radio, like we were talking about earlier. It's How about little, that? I tied it back in. It's a little folky. Yeah, I like the twangy guitar in there. It's not um, not too like country sounding, but it has a little bit of it in there. Kinda. Some tones. Kinda. Some tones. Some. Uh, what what is it like they say with the wine tasting? It's got some, some some aftertaste of it. Kinda, kind of. some residual. Um, but that is from the ten track LP, Old Haunts and New Horizons. Um, the rest of the album is just as good as that track, so I'd highly recommend uh, checking them out on Spotify. Right? Uh, I think uh, everybody's on Spotify these days. I yeah, almost everybody. <laughs> Almost. Almost. There's actually a few on this episode <laughs> yeah. that weren't. There's a <laughs> few on every odd. episode that pisses me yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, we try and there's get all of the bands that we play on here on the playlist on Spotify, and there's just some that aren't on there. So uh, That's get on right. there and we'll add you. Draining Endorphins isn't on there, so fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> and, and a wise man once told me, if you aren't on Spotify, then you're garbage. That was me. I'm wise. <laughs> <What's you? laughs> I'm wise. AP, AP called me wise. You heard it here first, folks. Don't you forget it. Uh, yeah, that's right. All right. Got uh, another one hot in the chamber. This one actually just scheduled last You're minute very right hot before. In the chamber. Right before we started this episode, this one came in last minute, just under the wire. This one is The Swifts. The track name is Normal.
straight out of Broomfield, Colorado. That was the Swifts with Normal. Uh, they call themselves the ultimate dad band. I thought they shredded <laughs> a little bit harder than a dad band. Yeah, that uh, fucking so, uh, lead guitar riff. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no dads doing that shit. Hell no. Uh, that's from their newest album, All Sunshine, which was just released uh, late last year. I think it was December, real late last year. Um, haven't heard them before. And I'm uh, right here, uh, probably like an hour south of Broomfield. Really and, quick. Uh, I just want to say that late last year sounds like a great band name. Keep going. Late last year. Let's start a band and call it late last year. It's got to be an emo band, though. Like you can't. Just, oh yeah, Fuck definitely yeah. not a punk definitely. band. Definitely no. It's, a, it's definitely you hear an late emo last band. year's new album. It's like through my heart, you hurt my t- feelings. Touch me in my feels. <laughs> um, but yeah, so right up the street from us here in uh, Denver, Broomfield, Colorado, hadn't uh, heard of those guys, but there was an email in the inbox. Uh, the guys wanted to let everybody know that they're going to be playing at Jordanelli's in Brighton, Colorado on June 15th. And uh, if you like that album and you're here local in Denver or uh, the, I guess the greater Denver area, you should stop by Twist and Shout over on Colfax. The album is over there. You can pick up a physical copy. All right. Contribute to local commerce. All right. All right. How about that? A little bit of uh, advertising on here. That's all right. Sponsored by Twist and Shout. Damn. <laughs> I'm gonna take that twenty bucks they gave us and buy me some uh, beer. So, song kick. What was it? Song kick and twist and shout. We're sponsored by song kick officially. and twist and shout. Thank you for the twenty dollars a piece. <laughs> that would That'd be, be nice. a good price, right? Every episode yeah. we get twenty yeah. bucks. Twenty dollars. Yeah, we don't ask much. I'll, like I'll not from the both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we each. Together it's forty. We walk away with twenty. Right. If anybody wants to sponsor, <laughs> I'll take less than that. <laughs> I'll sell out. Well, we'll take anything. He's trying to close on the house. He needs all the money he can. Ten get. bucks is a six pack of beer. That's okay. I drink two beers an episode, and then I gotta edit it for two nights, edit. which is two That's beers each night, yeah. maybe over two nights. That's a six pack of beer. Ten bucks will pay for this episode on my part and maybe on yours. Yeah, definitely on mine. Maybe. Sure. Well, all I the photo cheap. editing, but yeah. Eh, that's all right. Hey, look, we got another group from Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is the Von Tramps. The track name is L.A. You told me you loved me when summer then you split. You told me you loved me.
Tramps with L.A., one of my favorite places on the planet. Uh, That is from their summer-themed EP, which is titled Suns Out, Strung Out, which ties in beautifully to our interview for this episode. See? Yeah. See, Bob? All right. There's a little bit of method to my madness. Wow, nice AP. Uh, And uh, and actually, uh, I've been talking to Jenna, the lead singer for the Von Tramps. Uh, I'm going to try and see if she wants to do like a remote interview with us. She's working on getting a a field recorder to do a a remote interview. I might even like extend it and see if she just wants to be like a guest co-host with us. Wouldn't that be cool? A guest co-host. All right. Wouldn't that be badass? I'm going to see if she wants to do it. Stepping up in the world. We could use a female perspective on here. Yeah, Definitely. Well, something a little more highbrow, less fart jokes. We're going to get uh, <laughs> schooled here on some things. Um, yeah, so I'm working on that. That might be uh, for the next episode. With the Keep lady around, we're going to have to clean up our act. I don't know about that. I somehow think she was uh, probably not easily offended. <laughs> um, but I if you have a second, that. you guys should um, definitely check out the Von Tramps Facebook page. Like the about section is wild, man. So they have like uh, quotes on there from people that don't like their music. <laughs> so like one of them is uh, uh, Jenna Enemy, the lead singer, can't sing and, and is total garbage, as quoted by a Craigslist music review critic. <laughs> Or the guy in flip-flops on Lindale Ave said, I saw him once. <laughs> so there are uh, the quotes it? on the about page. I saw him yeah. once. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Me There's too. There's really good ones on Me there. too. Definitely. Uh, the, another one was uh, some rando dude was quoted as saying, uh, femi- calling them feminist animals. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely want some feminist animals on the show. That'll definitely spice things up. I love it. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe we'll be talking to, uh, Jenna next episode. All right. Um, that might be about the only plans we have for next episode. Maybe. I know you're already dumping songs in there. I've might got something up my sleeve. All right. Okay. I'm not going to tell you just yet, but I hit up Jay. 
very recently okay. here, and I uh, might have uh, might have some coming. Okay, Bob's teasing with something here. Oh, well, so, uh, I'll tease. So we should definitely have something next episode, even if we don't know what it is at this point. <laughs> hey, I know what it could be, Un- but I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm not a yeah. It's definitely underprepared. I'm not 100 percent sure, but maybe we'll something. See. And if not, I got that song kick thing going, and you know, hot mulligans yeah. coming up here in a week and a half. Well, it's a week and a half. Maybe that's not going to happen. But like you know, I don't know. Get there's, on it. We'll, there's we'll come up with something. There's yeah, you things. never know. I, I didn't know I was going to be interviewing Strung Out until like two days before yeah, I did Yeah, man. It, so. Yeah. We'll come up with something for you guys. We know we're uh, we know we're always looking for something. We're trying. Always trying. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's light this firecracker, Bob. I'm done. Do it. I'm cashed. Do it. Let's close it out. Do it. Uh, probably the best name band from the entire uh, episode, uh, Sally Draper. What a great <laughs> band name. She was such a little bitch. I hated that character <laughs> on that show. The worst character in all of television history, but it's such a great name. It elicits such a negative response with me. You have to like it. It can't be the um, worst. Uh, yeah, it's one of the worst. Little Sally Draper. God, she was annoying. But, like, do you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah, I do. And no spoilers. And you really think that she's worse than Game she, of Thrones? Uh, her, her, and, her and Joffrey deserve one another. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that, yeah. That girl's in something uh, recently. What the fuck is she uh, in? She's on some Netflix oh, show. Oh, she's on Sabrina. The new uh, Sabrina show. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well... I don't know about her uh, merits as far as acting go. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure she's a, a fine actress and a fine young lady. But the character in Mad Men, I hated her. Yeah. But I do love the band Sally Draper, and I do love their new single "Landing Strip." So how we, how about we close with that? Let's do it. Spin that shit, Bob. Until next time, comrades. Be safe. Adios.
choo choo. Dug a 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 dug a